Hello friends, it's Jim Nance and it's my great pleasure to welcome you to Beyond the Clubhouse, a podcast hosted by my friend Garrett Johnston. He is a testament to one of the great things about this sport, the friendships that come from playing or even just talking about the game. And you're going to meet some of the characters that Garrett has gotten to know from this past decade plus that he's been covering the sport. You're going to hear from players, caddies, members of the media. You're going to get the storytelling, the golf news, the players' swing tips, and a whole lot of laughs. It's coming your way with this edition of Beyond the Clubhouse. Here's Garrett. All right, what's going on, guys? New Year 2024, first podcast of the year. we got a good one with Brennan Little, the caddy for Gary Woodland. What a story. He is certainly the big story for this week. Come back from brain surgery, had a brain tumor removed back in September. And I get into it a little bit with, with Brennan and kind of his perspective as the caddy and, and how much time he's been able to spend with Gary. And just overall, like what it's like being there in Hawaii. Obviously, they spent 10 days together uh, in the lead up to this tournament. Actually, with Mike Weir um, and on a different island in, in Hawaii, played some golf. And, and I guess apparently, they play a lot of golf together. This is um, Brennan Little and his player, uh, Gary Woodland. So we get into kind of just the whole comeback and what his perspective was on that as the caddy. And a few other things here. But this is Brennan Little on Beyond the Clubhouse. Sony Open this week. Let's get to it right here. All right, joined now by Brendan Little, veteran caddy. He's been out on the pro ranks since 1999, a 25th year uh, on tour. I think how how hard is that to believe? Brendan, what's going on, man? Uh, I'm doing well, thanks. Thanks for having me. Uh, yeah, 25. The time flies, I guess. But uh, that's been great. I've had a good experience, and uh, I still enjoy what I do. So it's everything's good. Yeah, yeah, and obviously a lot of, a lot of great memories back with Mike Weir. Winning the Masters in 03, and then, of course, he won a major with, with Gary Woodland in, in 2019. Already, that's almost five years ago, which is wild to think that it's been so long, you know, since Pebble Beach. But here we go. Gary Woodland back at, at Sony Open. You guys are – this is your first event, I think, since Greensboro. Um, how does it feel? Like, what, what are the emotions like, you know, with, with you and your guy? Uh, it's great. I mean, I, I'm glad for Gary. The guy's been through a lot. He and his family um, – you know, I went down to Florida after the surgery and hung out with him for a bit. And then I was down there probably three weeks ago. We played some golf. And then we just spent 10 days in Hawaii together over on the big island. Uh, Mike Weir was there. So we played golf every day. So it's not like I haven't seen him. I mean, I've been around, been in contact a lot. But I think it's emotional for him. I mean, with what he had and what he's been through. And I, I think it's great for him to get back to playing. Um, you know, we'll see how he does. But I think all in all, considering having a tumor in your head and going through what he did. I think it's great that he's just back playing for most, you know, mainly, but he, I know he's still playing well. I've, I've been around him enough and he's competitive. So I think it's good for everybody. I think it's good for golf. It's good for himself, good for his family. And I, I'm excited to get going. Yeah. And I mean, Hawaii for so many years has been like the kickstart, right? For beginning season for so many players is so much hope and excitement. This week, how does he seem? I mean, this is a, a huge comeback. And then, you, by the way, you're in paradise as well. Yeah, no, I think he seems great. I mean, like I said, we played almost every day last last 10 days. Um, he's probably inside, you know, chomping at the bit to go because all pro athletes taking five months off and going through it, even if you don't go through what he did, I mean, you like the competition. So you can't ever simulate competition until you play in a tournament. 
So I'm sure he's, you know, I know he's ready to go and, uh, you know, he's excited. Probably got a new outlook on everything and we'll see how it goes. But it's, it's the competitions is a good thing. Yeah. Well, speaking of the competition, I mean, it was at Greensboro, right, in, in August, um, end of the regular season where, you know, Gary mentioned that you you pulled him aside and you said, hey, man, like, we got to figure this out. Like, you know, at, at a certain well, point. Well, I knew, I knew, like, in April or whatever what it was because uh, once he was diagnosed, uh, it once he was diagnosed, then we kind of knew when we kind of he kind of battled it through the summer. So I knew everything. And then once he got to the end of, of Greensboro, I'm like, okay, you know, he, which I told him, but I'm like, you got to get things figured out with your health first. That's the most important thing. I mean, he was just taking these epilepsy, these drugs for seizures. And it was, it wasn't very good. I mean, he wasn't acting like himself. He was kind of a zombie. So, I mean, obviously your health is the first thing. He's got young kids and, you know, I'm like, you got to take care of that first and, and get healthy and then worry about your golf after. But, I mean, I, he was on a good track. He had a good medical team, and they were pushing him through to the end of the year to see how he'd do. And they had been honoring the tumor. So it wasn't like it, it was, you know, growing a lot. And they, they were monitoring things, and he was in good hands. But, yeah, he needed to he needed to get better. Right. Well, I like, were there any, like, specific things at Greensboro that, like, really kind of caught your eye go, hey, you know, I, I've got to mention something here? Oh, no, we, I talked to him a lot over the, I mean, we were, I mean, listen, Gary's a boss of mine, but he's also a good friend. I mean, anytime you caddy for someone, you're around them a lot. And I, you know, I was pretty involved. He kept me up to date on everything that's going on. And I'm friends with his wife and his parents. So I knew I had a pretty good understanding of everything. And it wasn't just Greensboro, but Greensboro being the end of the year, it was like, okay, now you got a good break here. Now it's time to really decide what you're doing because you know, taking meds is not good, especially when you're trying to play golf. The energy levels were low, couldn't practice like he wanted. So he was battling all summer, but it, he needed to to get it looked after. Yeah. And he said he was dealing with a lot of like, you know, some panic and, and different yeah. symptoms and, and things like that. Like what kinds of things in those four and a half months or so, like, did you observe uh, from Gary that you know, obviously you knew it wasn't, you, you knew the diagnosis, but like, I observed more the tiredness. Out. Yeah, there's the it just being the, the, the taking them. I, mean, I knew when he had the tremors, he didn't really have any tremors around me. Like at the course, it was more of a nighttime thing or an early morning. But I knew he was on some meds, and you could tell in his demeanor, uh, tired. A lot of times, he just he was like kind of walking in like a zombie, just from you know from taking so much stuff. But he was always tired. Uh, well, I stayed with him at Greensboro and he was napping all the time and you, you could tell there was just a change. And obviously I think taking the meds is if you have to take the meds, like a lot of people do for seizures, you got, you know, you have to deal with it, you know, fortunately or unfortunately, but luckily the docs thought they could get it out and they did. And now they're kind of weaning them off at all. So it's, it's really good. Good, yeah. good, good outcome. When he had mentioned too, like in his presser that the side effects were really, Tough on him as a person, right? With, with, with the yeah. with the meds for for seizures. I mean, was there anything um, that that you you had heard that comes from that? Like, you know, what? what yeah, was they did thought? say about being tired, being moody, um, you know, agitated. I didn't really notice much of that. I mean, he's pretty laid back, anyways. It was more of just being tired and not really not really being able to put in a lot of a lot of work like he normally does. 
you know, you could just tell like he'd play nine holes or he'd play 18. He'd be really tired. That's what I noticed most. Um, but they said, you know, he's a good chance you're going to be agitated, be emotional. But I, I didn't see any of that stuff. He doesn't he didn't really get too agitated around me. Right. And when did you guys really start practicing again? Has it really been in this 10 days in, in Hawaii or, or what was the timeline like for practice for you guys? Yeah. So I think um, I went down right after he probably took, well, he, hit, he used to, he was hitting some putts in his house right after, but I think he started yeah. hitting balls. <laughs> I, I'm not sure, but I'd say maybe six weeks, he started hitting some chips, maybe to two months, but it didn't really get ramped up for probably the last, I'd say maybe, Thanksgiving would be my guess. I, uh, I'm not really sure. I went down in December and we played. Uh, I went down, I guess, second week of December. Weather was awful in South Florida, but we we played a few times. And they had the Floridian Pro member and the Pine Tree Pro member. So I was down there for that. We got some rounds in. And then obviously in Hawaii, we played eight or nine times in 10 days. And we actually walked one round just because he hasn't walked at all. Wow. So he's still getting his energy back, which is a big part of it. You know, starting to train a bit and mentally, um, mentally, I think he's pretty good. Actually, I think it's more physical and, and getting back into the flow. Yeah, and and I know you're a former player. Obviously, you were you were a pro in, in your own right at at one point um, and before you started caddying for Mike Weir. Are you guys playing games on the course? You know what I mean to keep Gary sharp. Like, how do you guys get competitive with each other when you play? Yeah, we play. He gives me a couple strokes aside, and uh, Wiersey was over there, and then we had a, we had some guys fill in different times. We play a skins game, or you know, or, or one of the guys we play with will play a team game. But yeah, Gary and I, we always play little games, to keep it interesting. I, I don't like to play if there's nothing on the line, and you got to make it fun, or else it just gets a little boring. So, what kind of stuff are we talking about being on the line here? I mean, does it vary? Like, what, what are we talking about? No, he gives me two aside, and we will play for whatever. I mean, we don't play for a lot of money, but we, he gives me two strokes aside, and it's kind of a pride thing. Yeah, you know, I like to beat him. He likes to beat me, so it's it's fun. And my, much trash talk come uh, from that? Like, what? What's uh, not really? Not really. I just I like making putts on those guys, especially with Weirzy there too. That was fun. You know, they obviously Gary obviously hits it a heck of a lot better than me, and, and Weirzy actually played really well. We were there for like I say, 10 days. And it's probably the best I've seen him play in about 10 years, Mike Weir. So uh, it was great. I mean, we had a really good time and it's, we, you know, we just, it's not super competitive, but we, uh, we do have a lot of fun. Yeah. You're what? in Hawaii over <laughs> New Year's. I mean, how can it not be fun? Right. <laughs> yeah. It's good as it gets, man. Um, was there a time when you thought, I know Butch Harmon mentioned that he felt like, you know, in a Doug Ferguson story, he mentioned that, you know, I knew, old Gary Woodland was back when he started uh, smack talking with me and saying, you know, Oh, the doctor. No. Oh, yeah. What did the doctor say today that I got the biggest brain out there or something like that. You know what I mean? Like he knew that's yeah, when yeah. old Gary was back. So for you and your experience, when did you know that, that old Gary was back? Um, well, I mean, I think when I went down to the first time after the surgery, he really didn't do much. He was laying around and I knew he was in pain. I would say when I went down last time, um, in December and we played some golf and hung out and went to dinners and you know, that's when it was, you, you could tell he was getting back to normal. And then obviously in Hawaii playing golf every day, it was, you know, back to, back to the regular area, I would say. Now it's just a matter of, like I say, it's just a matter of, of getting in shape and, 
and physically being able to walk 18 holes. I mean, he's only walked a couple times, right? So it's after a long layoff. But at the same time, you know, the physically – it's probably good for his body to be able to take. I mean, because he would not take two months off of, of playing golf or practicing. I mean, he can't take a couple of days off. So if there's anything good that came out of it, it was probably a good little uh, little time for his body to to heal and recuperate, not only his head, but the rest of his body. Yeah, he's just, it's just by nature, he just it's hard for him to get away from, from the course and practice, huh? Yeah, he loves it. I mean, when he's home, you know, he's got a good place there to practice and he's always working on something. You know, he's it's not like he he's bouncing around, but he likes he likes working on his game. He likes he's got some friends down there. And they play first thing in the morning and practice. But yeah, he's not good at taking days off. Yeah. Well, he's also really good about like keeping his emotions in check. You know what I mean? When even even at the US Open, I mean, you know what I mean? He's not showing a lot of his hand. You know what I mean? That's that's Gary. It's been my observation since I've seen him, you know turn pro um in, in going through something like this have you seen any emotions kind of you know come out of him that that surprised you or or have you seen a different side of him in, in that regard uh yeah i think so i've seen more emotion i would say um obviously with golf and, and, and playing sports there's a little bit of uh you don't want to be weak um but I've definitely seen there's been some emotional times for him that I've seen, you know, knowing that he, what he's gone through, what he had to deal with. And so, yeah, I have seen a little bit different side, a little softer side, maybe. And what, what sticks um, out there? Like what, um, just, just him with his family uh, or vulnerability. Or yeah. No, with his family too. And, and you're, you're obviously a little more vulnerable when, when something like this happens because you really don't know what the outcome is. I mean, the outcome was really good, but you're always taking a chance when you're removing a tumor from a head. So yeah. I, I think there was, I could tell there was a lot of stress going on and, um, you know, some unknowns. I mean, it had to be removed and it's, there's, you know, a lot of risk involved. So I, I did see a little bit of that. And, you know, I've seen it too, watching the, the highlights of the press conference and seeing him talk to some people. I mean, you know, I think he realized he was very, very fortunate. And I think he's very appreciative of what he has. And, and he's, you know, an appreciator of golf. And obviously, first and foremost, his family. You know, not only his immediate family, but people around him and his, and his team. And uh, and then, you know, being able to play something that you love to do. When, you know, there's a possibility you may not have played golf again. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty. I mean, it's pretty heavy stuff. I you know to have to go through that, and and here here you guys are. I mean, is it you know like you said, he's kind of. It feels like he's chomping at the bit right now, huh? Totally. Yeah. I mean, I'm guaranteed he's chomping at the bit. And I think you need to keep expectations in check. I mean, his game's fine. Um, you just have to, you know, it's gonna be nice to play two, three weeks in a row and get in a flow, but. Like I say, you never know in this game, right? You make a few putts and get a little confidence and anything can happen. So, but I think it's just great that he's back and playing and, uh, you know, get on a little bit of a run here to start the season. Yeah. Like any sense of like, you know, beginning of the year, like goals or just, you know, kind of what he's expecting. I, I know you guys aren't in the signature events. You are in the majors because of the win at US Open, but like yep. any sense of that? Um, no, I don't think so. I mean, I think he obviously wants to win. And I think he expects the most for himself. And, I, and you know, he can obviously do it. So, um, 
I think it's it's important that he he gets out first of all and plays and it starts competing, gets the juices flowing, and I'm sure that like all the guys out here, he'd, he'd love to win, you know, sooner than later. But um, it's it's you know, yeah, he, he wants to win and do well and try to get in these signature events because I know he doesn't like nobody likes staying home from those events. Yeah, and we got a bunch of them. Uh, I think there's twelve this year. Uh, Bay Hills up there. I think Pebbles a signature this year, so it's it's a different kind of schedule. I mean, you might be playing some events that uh, you know you don't always play. Oh, totally. We were just we've talked to guys, you know, a lot of guys. It's it's going to be a totally different schedule uh, if you don't get in the signature event. So the guys that aren't in it, obviously, you're not going to get in Pebble. You're not going to get in LA. You're not going to get in Arnie's tournament. You're not going to get in Jack's tournament, Hartford. So it could be <laughs> almost yeah, it could be a totally different schedule than guys are regularly used to playing. And you may want to add a tournament or two if you're playing well and you get on a run to try to get in the next few signatures. So yeah. obviously Gary's in the in the majors, so there's four that he'll play. But for guys that drop out of that top 50 and don't get in the signatures or the majors, then it, you know your schedule's going to be that opposite of what you probably normally play. Yeah, which is just wild to think. You know, it says creatures of habit. You know what I mean? Like totally. Um, I was met- over there. We were talking. I was talking to Mike last week. We were sitting there having dinner, and Gary asked him about the course in Milwaukee. You know, I caddied for Mike for twelve years, and that tournament—I don't know what year it ended in—but there were probably five tournaments in twelve years with Mike that I never went to. And Milwaukee's one of them. You know, he's like, "How was that course? I hear it's good." And I'm like, I, "I don't know." And Mike said, "Yeah, I did play it my first year." He goes, "I played it once," and I said, "Well, you must have played 2000." 2000 or a 98 before I started chatting because in 99 through 2011, you didn't play it. Uh, Samson Farms, you know, in, in uh, Jackson, we never played. Uh, Hartford, we never, I mean, there was a lot. There was, it's like Mike played almost the same schedule every year. So there was a lot of tournaments I hadn't even been to. Man. Which is kind of weird. But yeah, anyways, it'll it's good. I mean, it's good for tournaments, right? Tournaments get stale. The John Deere, some of these tournaments, they get the same guys, guys that don't want to play before majors. Um, so I think you're going to get different fields at different tournaments, which is great for the game. Yeah, yeah, different different look and and different players. Um, you mentioned uh, with with Gary that he felt a little. You saw some more vulnerability than what you you normally see, and and I know he'd mentioned that he felt f- fearful for his life a lot of times, right? Like just yeah. that fear and anxiety was on that part of the brain. Um, did did you hear much from him, or or what did you observe from him, or hear much from him about those kinds of fears? I mean, because that's that, that's real stuff, you know. Yeah, like I knew about it. Like I say, in April, and I knew he was having these like seizures and waking up and. Um, I knew about it all, and he would tell me about some of the the episodes at night. Um, probably didn't tell me everything, but there was, you know, I I, I kind of wanted to be keeping the loop as not only as personally, but when it came to golf too. Uh, so I did know about a lot of the stuff, and you know, it just it was one of those deal things where he started taking the meds to try to deal with it, and it just didn't work very well. And then they upped the meds a bit, and then that's when he got really tired, and it didn't really sometimes waking up in the middle of the night thinking he's jumping off bridges and you know crazy stuff so yeah and then when obviously at the end of the year the doc's like i think we can get this out you know you obviously have to take a risk but it really wanted another option because the other option wanted to be very good 
at 38 years old, staying on meds and, and still really not keeping the seizures down. It might've helped a bit, but it, if, if the seizures hadn't totally gone away and he was okay and just had to deal with a little tiredness, he, you know, my guess is he probably would have done it for a while to see, but they just weren't working. Yeah. And did he have any like panic moments on, on a golf course at all, whether in practice, whether in a round, like, did you kind of sense any of anything like that? No. or? No, I didn't. I mean, not really. No, he was. I think most of it was at night. Uh, like I say, he was a little more mellow when he started taking the medicine, but he did. There was no, you know, rage, rages or any kind of seizures that that uh, happened. That I was like, oh boy, you know, what's that? It was none of that. Yeah, he he did say this week that he's he's excited to be back with the guys. It's it's really does a lot of good for him seeing all the guys again. Like, what have you observed in, in the camaraderie again with, with, with tour players and and your guy? Oh yeah, totally. I did work <laughs> one week in the off season. Uh, Siwoo Kim's caddy. I was had hip surgery, so I worked out in Sea Island. So it was good to see everyone. Well, yeah, it's always good to hang out with the guys. I mean, that's you know you hear that from any pro athlete when they retire. You know, it's not necessarily the the, the well, they, no one wants to train and when you're 40 years old to try to come back and play, but they miss hanging out with the guys. So, you know, here you kind of live two different lives, right? You have your life at home with your friends at home, and then you've got all the guys out here. So, you know, it's always good to get back and see everybody and hang out, get back in the mix. Yeah. I know Todd Lewis on Golf Channel was saying that hey, if there's a strokes gained hugs category <laughs> that oh, Gary, yeah. Gary would have it this week, right? You, and you saw a lot of those interviews. Like, what, what, you know, what have you observed in those exchanges? Right. You know, you mentioned running to Ricky and, and some of these other guys. Like, what, like, what have you kind of picked up from those exchanges? Well, oh, everyone's been out? great. I mean, guys that, you know, obviously he's got a lot of close friends that text with him all the time and, and he sees down in Florida. But there's been a lot of guys come up to him that, you know, he's cordial with that have, been really, really sincere and just saying, Hey, you know, it's great to see you back. I'm glad, you know, I, I know he's, it's, it's been emotional for him to see everybody come up to him, give him a hug or say, Hey, you know, the reps and the, the rules officials, you know, everybody's come by this week and said that to him, which has been really, really touching. Wow. And, and like you said, like he's, he, he's been externally like emotional that, and, you know, as they come up, I guess it sounds like, right. Yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, yeah, he has. I mean, everybody brings it up, and it's, uh, I'm sure, it brings back some memories of what could have, or some, some memories of what could have happened. And uh, he's, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's emotional. It's just nice to see guys that really that care, right? I mean, you're out there competing, but at the end of the day, it's like a big family. So it, it's, it's nice to see everybody come by. And I mean, Gary's always been one of the well liked guys out here, and he was, he's a super nice guy. So. You know, he's got a lot of good friends, but it's nice to see everybody come by. Yeah. Um, he did. Oh, yeah. yeah. Get him. Get He's back in the in the fold. Get him. Uh, get him. Yeah. Feel nor hopefully it feels normal again. Right. You want, want things to just get back on track. Right. Yeah, I think it's I think he's pretty much back on track. Uh, you know, it'd be nice to see him play some good golf over here to start off the year and make you know get everything back on track but yeah no i think everything's fine he's he's uh his game's in good form uh mentally i think he's in really good form so should be exciting yeah any is there an anecdote that sticks out from these last few months like whether like you said you mentioned having dinner with mike weir even the last week and uh different things with gary and anything kind of uh, that will stick with you from this experience 
Um, I think a lot will really. I mean, I think seeing him when I went down after his surgery, just kind of laying around and, you know, I, when I talked to him on the phone, he was like, yeah, he sounded a lot better. Um, then when I went down there, I kind of realized, wow, he didn't really do anything. We just sat there and watched some sports and talked and I played with the kids a little bit and I went and played golf with his buddy one day, but he were, he was a lot worse than I thought he was going to be. That was probably 10 to two weeks after the surgery. You know, and that's when I kind of realized, okay, this is, I mean, I knew it was, I thought it was more serious than probably I, he did talking to him. I mean, just the fact that, you know, you are having a tumor removed from your head. But I think at that point, that was a, that was a pretty emotional moment. Just seeing how down he really was. Um, he had a lot of pain in his head and he didn't do much. And, and honestly, just seeing, you know, seeing him get better playing golf in December, talking to him all the time and just seeing the improvement was, was great. Um, you know, I've kind of seen it from day one from when the time fell apart there in April, he found out about it and the emotions of that to all the way to now. So it's been a good roller coaster ride. Yeah. And speaking of finding out about it, like I know he's, he's he called himself a very upbeat, positive guy and, and he described his attitude as being very, he's had a terrible attitude, you know, when he found out about it initially. And um, I don't know, like in terms of a low point, you know, did, did, did some, anything stick out there in those initial, uh, you know, April window that, that you saw? No, he was fine. He said he was negative, but no, he was never really, he's never really negative around me. I think he might be a little hard on himself when he says that, um, you know, he says, Hey, I'm, you know, when he took the meds, he says, Hey, I could be really emotional. I could be moody. I could be irritated. But he's never that bad. Um, you know, I think there was a lot of unknowns for him. I think there was a lot of worrying, just not really sure. Uh, then they, you know, they were monitoring it with MRIs and, and doing different things. So I, I think there's just a lot of the, the unknowns, which gets you stresses you out. And I think he, you know, he, for the, each month he wasn't he wasn't really sure what he was going to do. Right? He wasn't sure if he was going to stay on the meds, if he was going to have the tumor removed, if the tumor was growing. So there were just so many questions that, you know, you and I, as we all know, it'd be hard to just go to bed and relax. But he, I don't think he was down on the, I mean, he might've been down on himself, but he never, he never, I don't think so. I think he's just being hard on himself. Mm -hmm. He also said that there's a lot of good in this world. What a takeaway for him from, from something like this. Right. And, and he said that it's overwhelming, um, how good people have been to him in all of this. Like w what have you seen from, from that, that emotion? Yeah, totally. Like I say, you know, he, his family, obviously, his friends, everybody around him. I think everybody's been great. Everybody's supportive. Uh, uh, you know, sometimes it takes something like this to, to change your perspective in life, too. I mean, when you're a really good athlete, you do it. You, you always think that you're going to play good golf and, you know, life's going to be great. And then you have a big setback and you kind of sit back and realize that, you know, things can happen to me, too. So I, I think for him he kind of got to a spot that he wasn't sure he was going to play golf again when his last tournament might've been, you know, Greensboro, is that it? And then once he turned the corner and realized, okay, everything's going to be good. I think it, uh, you know, now he has a little second, a, a different outlook and, you know, I'm sure he'll want to take advantage of it because he wasn't sure he was going to have this chance. Yeah. And he got it. And I guess you got to make the most yeah. of it, right? Absolutely. Take advantage of it. But hey, listen, appreciate your time. Yeah. Thanks for thanks for making it happen today. Uh, yeah, you week. got it anytime, bro. Okay. You got it. See you. Bye. Bye.
All right, big thank you to Brennan Little for jumping on the podcast. 25 years of caddying and a big week this week at Sony uh, just to be with this player. A uh, big comeback uh, coming from brain surgery and with a brain tumor and, and just It'll be interesting to see how this all plays out for the rest of the year for those guys. But really should be uh, an exciting opportunity for Gary and and for Brennan just going forward, see what happens with them. But anyway, thanks for listening to this podcast, and we'll catch up soon here on Beyond the Clubhouse.